Live. Live on. Live on set. And welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Joining me on set today, a good friend, basically family, my good friend, AJ. AJ, how's it going? Austin, I'm so glad to be here. I've, you know, I've been listening to a lot of your shows, especially the ones, uh, the, the, the friends that we have in common. I've, I've been listening to those shows and um, it's been really fun to watch you grow into this, this host that you are today. So I'm, I'm so happy and pleased to be here. Well, thank you for saying that. A, a great first really response, possibly the best one I've gotten so far. And I know we're <laughs> laughing back and forth for Zooming, but just to let the listeners know, this is the redo. Uh, I had some technical difficulties with a faulty microphone, uh, but now we're back and it's crazy how things happen because we have some other aspects of things we have in common that we can talk about today that we talked about briefly on the first time we recorded, which is now my third installment of podcast that will go into what I call the lost tapes. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk uh, sports. And we're also going to talk a little bit uh, kind of about kind of some friends we have in common that I've been on the show and kind of start with that. So you are the third person who currently lives in Cincinnati that has been on the show. Your uh, brother-in-law and one of my best friends, Henry, or Hank Molsky, has been on the show twice. With, with Henry, we've talked music, we've talked film, uh, and then in a couple of episodes ago, we talked about Ted Lasso and um, how much we enjoyed that show. And then his younger brother, Joe Molsky, was another person that was, I believe, episode nine of Live On Set, where we talked scary movies in preparation of Halloween, and we talked about our appreciation for Travis Scott. So I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it. Let's start with, we talk every day, yeah, might not might not zoom might not be a phone call but we talk every day and that is what a lot of the listeners i'm sure there have to be at least part of one uh maybe more and that is a group text message so a group text chain that we have with the other people that i just mentioned on the show uh our good friends henry and joe and the name of the group text is called defcon 4 Yes, so do you, do you remember that day when I talked about it? Do you remember why or yeah. any of the, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give, I'll give a quick, like high level and then I'll let you fill in the gaps. Um, since my memory is a little, little more shot than, than yours, I'm sure. So this was like one of the first times we really hung out. I believe it was Hank and Aaron's engagement party. Was it? Yeah. It, I think it might've been, that was the first time that I had met you. It, it might've been the second time after that when this went down okay okay yeah so yeah it was, one, it was one of those times where i wasn't in cincinnati yet but we flew in for whatever event and you happened to, to come into for the same event but then also to do some other things with hank in columbus and then yeah like you, you flew in and you were just like laughing when we picked you up and and you had this story about this family or this group that was on your your flight using this like terminology of defcon and then a number and you know whatever it was you know they would someone would use the bathroom or something and and they oh you know give that some time as defcon 9 in there you know right. um, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that's that's what I recall. Yeah, no, that's ba- that's basically it. I mean, that the only thing I would say is, I for the listeners that know, like I grew up in Orlando, and and AJ and, and the other guys we just talked about, they live in Cincinnati. So um, I can fly either out of MCO, the main airport, but the the story this particular day, I flew out of Sanford and I flew Allegiant, and thing that happens every time if I'm coming home or I'm going to see uh, from traveling the world, really there's a good chance that there's people that are on that flight going to or coming from Disney. And so this group, it had to have been, I got some family reunion vibes. They were going back home. They lived in, I think that the group actually lived in Columbus, uh, like an hour or so away from Cincinnati. And it was something that I think that there were some uncles, aunts involved. So they were siblings growing up and it was something that would have started back in the day with them. And they've, it has gone to the next generation, but essentially just cutting straight to the point they would rate on a scale of zero to 10 and they just say defcon in front of it and a number of essentially either a bathroom experience they just had or if they were rating a fart or (laughs) past gas and i that all happened while we were boarding the plane we were on a similar zone uh getting on that plane and i was laughing off and on because they kept talking about it and no one really knew. And there wasn't a lot of people. All, it was a, like fairly early in the morning flight and there weren't a lot of people on there. And it was different because usually it's, it's like parents and their young kids who are sad about leaving Disney, but this was a completely different experience. Yeah. And it was definitely one I never <laughs> forgot. But then after that, and the, the fun we had that weekend, we went to a soccer game. Henry and I went to a concert to see a band that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but what came out of that weekend was a good friend in, in yourself, but then also the text group, DEFCON 4. Epic group it is. Yeah. Every day there's something. Yeah. Any news, that's the best, best right. group. Yeah. So like I, like I said in that intro, kind of that, that I, one of the, if not the longest intro really that I've had so far on the show, this is our, our, our round two, take two, with what is going to be episode 25 of Live On Set. and. I just mentioned there with Henry when we went up for that, that DEF CON visit, which was, God, I think it might've been like the fifth or sixth time I had gone to Cincinnati. It like the girls, like your wife, Kelly and Henry's wife, Aaron, they were doing something for, I think the bachelorette weekend for Aaron because a yes. couple of months, like two months later was going to be their wedding. That's right. Yeah. So we went to an FCC soccer game and we'll talk about soccer later at the time they weren't MLS, they were USL. And then the next day, Henry and I drove to Columbus and we went to go see 21 Pilots, which is a, one of my favorite bands. Uh, and Henry, um, Henry and Aaron saw them at Lollapalooza in Chicago. He's like, you've got to listen to this band. They're amazing live. You're going you're gonna to fall in love with this band. And, and, and-, and I, I will say, you, you guys did invite me to come, but yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't make it. Uh, just couldn't make it happen. I was visiting from out of town and I couldn't, just didn't have it in me. Right, right. <laughs> Anyway, I heard it was an epic show. It was amazing. It was the last show. It was show five of that week in Columbus, which is the, the city in Ohio where uh, the band originated. And they played venues. Um, I think it was like the basement was like a smaller one where it was like 150 people. And they played Express Live. They played another place. And then they played one night at the Schottenstein, which is where Ohio State basketball plays. And that was the final night that we went in the night before that was at nationwide where we would have seen them the next tour. Um, right. But no, it was great. It was the, it was the blurry face era of, of that band. 
So those who followed 21 Pilots, that was the album with Stressed Out, Ride, Lane Boy, Tear My Heart, just so many hits on that album, mm-hmm. Every Dirty Soul, et cetera, can, can keep yeah. going on. But the cool thing about this being take two with our podcast is there are some news within that specific band. So we'll start with music that did not exist. There were no rumors that were out there when we recorded because we're recording Wednesday, April 7th, which for Orlando is 407 day, which is great. Last Friday when we recorded, we had a great time. I told Henry, like, this is like definitely a top five episode. AJ and I, we caught up, we recorded a podcast and we talked after it was great. And then (laughs) the the audio, the technical difficulties is, like I said earlier, the lost tapes. But um, (laughs) today, 21 Pilots dropped a new single for their new album that's coming out in... I think it's made video and everything too. Like, like everything, you know, not just, not just music. Like they had a whole video, like it was very strategic. I I think that's what I love. I love about them. They are very intentional with with what they do and what they produce. And I think that's something that I've, I've only really recently caught on to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't, I can't say like I've listened to them since 2009, but um, I have gone back and listened to their older stuff and I do, I do very much appreciate it, but it, it's really fun to watch them take this and I'm in tech. So like everything mm-hmm. in, that, that we do in tech is very like iterative, right? You want to put something out there and then build upon it. And that's exactly what they've done. And each album and every time they come out with something, it's got a certain vibe to it. And you can, you can almost like yeah, I don't think I could do this, but I'm pretty sure like any good 21 Pilots fan could could tell you just from the sound of a few like lyrics or like the sound of a song, which album it came from, because right. that's how they, they just contain Those albums are literal containers for a vibe. Right. Right. And, I, and I'm very excited to see what this like you already kind of getting the vibe of this of this new thing. And right. I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. It'll be interesting because I was just double checking to look at like the cover art and they everything on Apple Music changed today. So the backdrop of 21 Pilots, it has gone from what when Apple Music had come out, the cover photo would have been similar to like the blurry face era. So the red suit, the black tie, and mm-hmm. then the second album, Trench, really their, their third album because or no, the, the original one where Josh was not part of the band, the drummer was 21 Pilots, Tyler and some other guys. Then it was Vessel then it was blurry face, then it was trench. And really for trench and like blurry face is all about this character. And then trench, Josh and Tyler, they created this, this world really. And mm-hmm. this album is called scaled and icy. Mm-hmm. We have, it says 11 songs. The first song is called good day. It's not out yet, but the single that dropped today is called shy away. Mm-hmm. And Henry and I talked uh, just before we, we started zooming uh, today that they between now April 7th, which is the first single drop shy away and the album dropping on May the 21st. I'm just checking the text as well that he sent me uh, Mm -hmm. that there'll be four singles that drop prior to, to May 21st. So that's so good. This is the strategic way to leak an album, right? Like not making it seem like, oops, someone got a song off of SoundCloud or something. And right. You know, I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that, and it goes back to when you talked about like tech there, like it's their approach to uh, their music and how they interact with their fan base. It's very unique. And I, I look forward to see really what this is like. This is the first time since the first album that they really kind of incorporated anything other than drums or a keyboard or a piano. 
they're getting back with the guitar. We got for the for the dedicated fans, we got a little bit of a taste with that with level of concern, which they dropped early on in the pandemic. And yeah. then the, the only other song that was dropped out of 21 Pilots was uh, basically just Tyler, uh, a piano, and a little bit of a drum that Josh uh, helped out with, with Christmas Day this year around Christmas time. So it's different. It's, it's, I know that Josh is such a big fan of Paramore. I know that both of them are really big fans of Death Cab. Um, but it's interesting, really, what this is going to be like will they incorporate a third person like into the band or like, like when they tour, maybe not for the prep of the album. Yeah. Um, but really but kind of before I hand it back over to you as a big fan of SNL, there's probably five or so episodes between now and the end of May. And I would love it if they were the musical guests for the second time. Well, what do you, I mean, that would be pretty interesting if the, you know, one of those weeks they're on SNL and they yeah. drop one of their new songs like right. that that wouldn't even surprise me one bit now that you mention it. Right. Um, how, how awesome would that be? But yeah. Uh, whew, 21 pilots. Yeah. Just one of my coworkers, uh, very design oriented person was pointing out how that initial album with the like rainbow stuff coming out, like psychedelic stuff coming out of the right. person's head, like they're laying on their back. It, there's there's something that kind of is called to in in the newest little shot of their album what their album cover might be i mean i'm not sure if that's the final what of what i saw was the final shot but it, there's there's a lot of like there those two images talk to each other a lot it's pretty interesting right it's like i'm not sure if it's for the single but it's if I, i'm showing you so like it's hard for you to see but it's like it's like that blue dinosaur my, okay my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah my technology here is not great but no, you're um, it, it's definitely, it is so, it's more similar to the first album's artwork. I agree with you than everything really kind of like different because, and, and but it, it, it is current, it is. But like maybe a little more refined, like, yeah, you know, like they, they, they threw it back and refined it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it almost feels like I don't, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not a yeah. music critic, but it's like Tyler's creative process, like listening to his, interviews and he did a um like an apple interview with zane Lowe in preparation for trench and it was crazy to see kind of like his approach and 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 what his kind of artistic and and kind of like musical influences are in his process a lot of us have been working from home for the most part and so have they and so Mm -hmm. it's 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 great to see that we're getting some new music um, I know that places are for the beginning part of next year, the end of this year, we might get back to um, maybe the bands that would not be the the big headliner. They might play some smaller shows, maybe some outside venues. But I do think hopefully safely next year at the beginning of next year, we'll get back to those indoor arena shows. And, and I'm looking forward to what that next 21 pilot show would be. And um, hopefully that, that, that leads us, you know, back to columbus if if it does i'm there uh and i'm i'm hoping that i'll be picking you up at the airport so i love it when we talked last friday i know within kind of like staying within music we also talked about because we've talked about so many things so many genres we talked about rap we talked about j cole uh we talked about our our really our appreciation for like chester with with lincoln park but there was another musician that we talked about and I want to talk about him again because he 
and I know we zoomed again before we started talking just to catch up over the past couple of days. But like the last couple of years, I've exclusively listened to Spanish music. And one of my favorite artists, his name is Jay Balvin, and he's dropping a song tomorrow with Khalid. No, no. Yes. That's amazing. So um, I know a lot of us, we were kind of like touching base on the cave. This we talked about last time. Let's do it and we'll try it again. But I did. I, I wanted to keep that and kind of use that as a segue. So, um, no. Sneaky host. I you. know. No, but let, let's talk Khalid. You brought it up last yeah. time. I love what you said. And he's great. I've seen him live. And 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 let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm forgetting exactly what I talked about him in particular. But, I mean, you know, you listen to that that buttery voice of his, I, I just, I can't get enough of it. I feel like everything that he's been on has pretty much been golden. Um, I, I, the one, the two songs that I'm listening to like a lot lately, uh, one is his song with Billie Eilish. And I know it's like from a few years, like three years ago, whatever. Um, But that song lovely is just in my head right now. And then the jam is 11 featuring yeah. summer walker but i mean right. that right now to me is and and my wife kelly you know kelly like right. we both just vibe on that song it, if yeah. she hears it playing she'll just walk in and just like gets that yeah. groovy groovy moving right. Too. Right. like yeah so i don't know it's it's a it's a jam so like i said i don't know much else about the man other than he's very good at what he does and everything he touches seems to turn to gold and i i kind of knew that you have one have seen him live and just had an appreciation for him. So I thought that was something we kind of just shared in common, even though, you know, I don't know as much, uh, but I just know I like the guy and yeah. he, he is, his voice is very tasty. He is definitely someone who his first album came out when he was, I think 18. And mm-hmm. he it was when he was young, dumb and broke. Right. Perhaps. And, yeah. and yes, yes those two first big singles were location young dumb and broke that first album had um like saved and, and, eight, oh, and 18 cool. like that was good stuff and then the the next sort of like ep uh before the album free spirit came out because when i saw him at uh at amway it was a couple of august ago my good friend bailey and i went that's all I go to like Laney shows with, and she's a big fan of Khalid and showed me a lot of his stuff. She's been on the podcast as well. That was the free spirit tour. So like he was basically on stage for like two hours and there were songs of his that I knew there were songs that I forgot that they were his. And he has so many like collaborations and I'm that's really, always fun. That's always fun. You're like, you're listening. You're like, Oh wait, I, Oh, he, he's, all, this is he's him. Only on this. This is him. Oh right. shit. Right. <laughs> and no, I, I think he's great. One of my favorite songs of his is called Paradise. And I know I mentioned it when we talked last week, but there's like this Vivo Presents thing that's on YouTube. And there's a couple of songs he recorded like in this house. Some of it's outside, some of it's inside. But when it starts with the song Paradise, he kind of comes like through like this sliding glass door, like from this this beautiful house onto like this deck. And he walks and he's kind of like telling a story with these few songs that he chose, like that he's, he's chosen for this 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 art. Um, and, and this piece that he released and um, there's like violins involved and it's something that really kind of like it got me hooked on listening to this guy's music and it's something that I definitely am, am looking forward to what's coming next I know that during the kind of the quarantine the song 11 you're talking about with Summer Walker dropped 
And then another song that dropped uh, with another person he's collaborated with in the past, Kane Brown, Kane Brown, Sway Lee, and Khalid of uh, the song Be Like That. So definitely looking forward to him. His career is on the up and up. And I, I know that from also being able to go to a live show of his and listen to all the music that he kind of has out, I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another, you know, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. Well, I'm older. I'm not old, but you know, 35 going on 36. And at this point, I kind of feel like my, my concert going is, is kind of, I mean, my festival time is definitely, I'm pretty sure over. Like if I ever go to a festival, it's VIP away from all the nonsense. Right. But you know, who can afford that? Right. Anyway. um, I think Khalid and 21 pilots probably, the two of maybe five like artists that I would go see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely, I love going to concerts. I'm 27 going on 28. I live my life like a 90 year old. So we're doing this at 7 20 PM, whatever. <laughs> I'll be asleep before nine o'clock. That's a fact. Um, and that's a late night for me the magic are playing. So I got them on mute and judging on what the score is at halftime will determine if I stay up till nine 30. So this is week weekday or weeknight. I will I do set an alarm for SNL at eleven twenty to get up for eleven thirty on Saturdays because I've been in bed for hours. Um, but no, I definitely agree with you. Like I, the only festival I've ever gone to was Bunbury in Cincinnati, and that's before I had met you. So Connor, who's been on the show a couple of times, Gary, you know as well, uh, and then Henry, Aaron, and I, we went and we had a great time. But that was definitely a good first step into what festivals are and mm-hmm. i don't know if i could do the whole camping thing because we could go home yeah shower we stayed yeah at i mean but i i would very chill i would never i don't know if i could handle uh the camping thing either um even even like when i did go to concerts i was never uh like wanting to camp but mm-hmm. i did get to go to Lollapalooza a couple times um i lived in chicago for three and a half years to go to um grad school so yeah we're working at the adidas store on rush street for a while there um okay. that was i don't even know if that store is still there to be honest i i have to go check um anyway yeah so Lollapalooza is pretty much the biggest uh festival i've been to a couple times and it was fun but i can't say i would do it again yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, i know that that's where henry and aaron saw 21 pilots for the first time yeah. they were they wanted to be and have a good spot for florence and the machine and that's the same sort of game plan we had at Bunbury. I had seen Florence at the machine after attending her show at Amway like three weeks prior. And we mm-hmm. were there waiting to see Florence that night. So uh, we, we could see her again and she was incredible. But during that time, we saw a band, um, like I mentioned earlier, called Laney that it was like luck of the draw. And the whole group has really kind of followed them since then. And then a monster and then they performed, they really kind of quote unquote opened for Florence. And, mm-hmm. and they were great as well. So, no, I, I love talking music. I know that we've been to concerts together in the past. I'm looking forward to the, to the concerts in the future. But the week when this episode dropped, because this will come out Monday, um, mm-hmm. Monday, the next Monday. So, I mean, 8, 9 is Friday, 10, 11. So, the 12th. Sorry, math. <laughs> math is a really cool thing. Get off the axe. Let's do some math. Yep. Um, but... The the Masters are this weekend. Mark Madness has ended, but a sport that we love talking about, uh, and I know Joe and, and Henry they they like it as well, um, is the sport of soccer. So MLS uh, the season is right around, uh, uh, and not this weekend. The next weekend is is opening day, 
for all those teams. Uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Orlando City. I've gone to every opener so far uh, when they were in the MLS, a couple of USL games um, as well before the MLS started, um, or our time in the MLS started, excuse me. Uh, but you and Henry are, are big FCC fans or season ticket holders, and yeah. you have a new stadium. So there's a lot oh, of yeah. excitement. Uh, but I know I definitely for like the next kind of part, I guess like this main segment, I guess, of today's episode is talk soccer as a whole, maybe some U.S. U.S. national team, how the Olympics aren't going to work out for us and then talk some MLS. <laughs> so you go ahead. Let's let's make this section um, all about you and, and, and let's talk through it. Sure. I am originally from New Jersey, Cape May, New Jersey. Uh, I've played soccer uh, all my life, essentially. Uh, up until college. And even after that, still trying to play recreationally when I can. Um, so yeah, soccer is very, very special to me. Uh, it's taken me all around, definitely all around the country. Uh, never really got to play internationally other than like a trip to Costa Rica with my college team. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've, I've played with a lot of great players uh, at one point. Um, I was uh, at 12 years old, got recruited by a, like one of the better teams in New Jersey, who my team, who I was on would always get beat by like six, nothing. And, you know, they were like, Hey, do you want to come try out? And I thought they were joking. So I ignored them. And then they like asked me again, if I wanted to come try out. And I was like, Oh, you were serious. And so I, I went and tried out, they took me on and I played with uh, a player who got drafted by the, by DC United. And then um, he was, he played for the Chicago Fire for a while. And I think when the, when the Sounders had their expansion draft, he mm-hmm. was an expansion pick for wow. the Seattle Sounders, Stephen okay. King. Okay. Uh, he actually, he was such a, such a good friend that he sent me a uh, signed jersey of, you know, a few of the guys in the locker room and, and him and whatever. Uh, so I still have that Sounders long sleeve jersey, which is really awesome. Nice. Um, and then another player that I played with who is really awesome, he is now the coach of University of Denver, if I'm not mistaken, Jamie Franks. And he okay. played at, he played at Wake Forest. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he won. I'm pretty sure he won a national championship. He played with Corbin oh. Bone too. Corbin oh, Bone wow. also used to be an FC Cincinnati player. So um, nice. we can't kind of come full circle there. And yeah. um, it's been a wild, a wild ride. Yeah. So growing up where you grew up was soccer. One of the was football, like American football. Was that a big deal up there or was soccer just as popular or. So, uh, all right. In my little town, I mean, I I can only speak for my small town. I lived right by the beach in Cape May, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, so our, our football team at the time and and in most years was not very good. Uh, I think my year, you know, one of my, maybe my senior year, they won one game or something. And nice. I remember, I remember a particular like preseason where we were, we were practicing over by the soccer fields and doing our, our laps or whatever. And the football team was like on the track or it was vice versa. And we were running by them and they were like, Ooh, won't you kick me a goal? You foot fairy or something like that. And I was like, yeah. wow. And, and one of our players just yelled at, why don't you win a game? And there you know, you that kind of ended, that kind of ended the conversation right, right. there. You know, we were, we were pretty good. We had, 
good records. We always made the state tournament. We didn't really win a game in the state tournament. We always made the state tournament. We were conference champs a couple of years. Nice. So yeah, so we were more of a, a soccer area. Okay. And, and then when I went to college, I went to a, a Stockton College, which a couple of years before I came, won the national championship for the Division Three NCAA. Okay. Um, but they didn't even have a, a, a football team. Like they're the main sport there was soccer. Soccer. They had men's and women's soccer. They had um, men's lacrosse, they had women's field hockey. So like there was, there was a lot of sports, but they didn't have football. So every Friday night, you know, Friday night lights was soccer. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty awesome to be, uh, you know, the, the featured sport of, of the college. And my freshman year, we made it to the elite eight of the NCAA tournament. Um, but a little bit of heartbreak there never, never really recovered the rest of my years, but Hey, it, it you learn a lot from playing sports. Yeah. Uh, so you learn how to be resilient and, you learn how to, how to just like, you know, take your losses and move, move on. You right. know? I think that in regards to athletics as a whole, in, in relation to me, I have some similarities with what you just told, but it would not have been with your soccer career. It would have been with the football team that won one game. <laughs> so they're like in Orlando, there's so many different things going on. F- football in Florida is a big deal. Some of the high schools in Florida, they they go there to these four, these five star recruits. A couple of kids who were in my grade at the bigger schools, NFL, they went to Alabama, they went to other SEC schools, USC. Like, there are people that play, have played in the NFL or are still in the NFL currently. Obviously, me, I played volleyball. We were very good. We were state champs, 28 0, very, very big deal. First time to do it. But volleyball, I would run my two laps. I would do my stretches, but then I had my own area. And the person that played above me, one of my really good friends, was an All-American at his, at his position, Libero. Our best player was a kid who was a year younger than me, but he was a day older than me, and he should have been in my grade, or I should have been his. It doesn't matter. He won a national championship at Ohio State for volleyball. Like, we were a very, very good team. We were a close team. But that was, might have been more similar to your success with your stuff because I was on teams that were good, and I got used to that as I got older. But when I was young, there was a good team and there was a bad team. And so like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, I was on the bad team. But when I got to the good team in third grade, all the way through when it would be like competitive and people would play travel stuff, I was yeah. on the good team. And soccer was something that I, growing up, especially on K1 and 2, we knew when we showed up that we were going to lose that game. But we tried, <laughs> but we also knew that when we got there, that we were looking forward to the snack that we were going to get after the game. Yeah. So, which is great. So, yeah, we lost. I feel you, I feel zero, you. But I'm going to get an icy pop and a Capri Sun and go home and take a nap. So, I feel you. I mean, before before I got, you know, quote unquote, recruited or whatever by the, the other team at like age 12, mm-hmm. all I remember is when we went to play them, just being like, do we really have to travel an hour and a half to get our asses handed to us again? And like the one game where we scored a goal on them and still lost like six to one. Nice. Oh, the jubilation. The right. ju- and it was like at the end of the game and it was already over six, nothing. And we put one through and it was just like, we, we snuck one by them. Woo! Yep. yep. No, there, there were definitely multiple, multiple, multiple times we would get either run ruled or mercy ruled or whatever it was. But the times that, we did do well, um, but we lost. Like, did your coaches? Right. Did your coaches ever have to like go back to coaching class if the if you like no. embarrassed the other team? Because like they and they installed that rule. I remember as a kid, 
where like if if you like beat a team too bad you would have to go take a coaching class or something no and, and a lot of it when they called it like cyl i went to a catholic elementary school and a catholic high school so it was like cyl or the catholic youth league okay and um i, I don't know I'm trying to think because I did soccer, I did baseball, I did flag football. Flag football, my dad was the coach. We won a couple of games. Awesome. It is what it is. That was fine. Um, soccer, one of my best friends' dads growing up was the coach, and, and that was cool. And then uh, baseball was my best friend's dad growing up. He, he coached, and um, he had been in the, in the military, but it was still – like it was very organized, and it was run well. But if we won, we won. If we didn't, we didn't. It was fine. Yeah. But when you, once you kind of get to like – fourth grade, fifth grade, there are teams that like, there are kids that play specific sports for our schools. And they also play travel ball and the ones that play travel ball and they do that growing up. And then when they went, when they got to high school, those are the people that you would see, wow, this freshman's on varsity or <laughs> wow, he, this kid's going to go play in college. Like, like yeah. there, there's a difference. So no, but football was big. Basketball was big. Uh, soccer was a winter sport. The soccer team, the, the guys and the girls team at my high school were good. Uh, the girls team and the guys teams at my, at my college were fairly good as well. The girls were very good. But what I will say is the difference between someone that just plays casually and the person that can physically play in college, regardless of the sport, there is a big difference and it's, it's clear. And so with volleyball, I could have played at like a, like smaller schools. And I was like, I'm, I really, I had a great time. It's the end of my journey. If I play the intramural club and I did that with soccer, basketball, volleyball, everything, it's fun. But uh, no, soccer is, you had a pretty intense ping pong career too, though, didn't you? I (sighs) am good. (laughs) But but I, I have not, I honestly, I, this might not sound well, but it is what it is. I have not picked up a paddle since we played at the brewery when that, that week when we went to uh, where Henry and I went to the blurry face tour. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Ryan Geist and we played that. I play, I touched a ping pong paddle and I said, after that, I said, I'm done. I don't want to play. This was great. I had a fun time. And I declined multiple people at Henry's wedding when they were in breaks in between things to go play. And I said, I'm good. So well, you're, just, you're just being a good, a good best friend. Like yeah. that would be rude to leave and go play ping pong at a wedding. Right. So, um, <laughs> but no, everything is great. And um, I'm sure I'll play again at some point, but you, you can find me on the golf course or occasionally nice. playing beach or I'll run around and I'll play uh, like some pickup or something, but no, the one thing, one thing you, uh, you mentioned your dad coached, he co- what did he coach again? You said he coached flag football. Nice. Yeah. So I, first of all, flag football, probably the, the most fun. Like I never really played other than like in, I don't know, for, for fun with some friends, but um, I've seen that. The, you, I feel like I could watch flag football. That it seems fun to me. Right. And I have a cousin who played very uh, competitively uh, in Philly. Apart from that, sorry, sidetrack. Uh, my dad also is a, is a coach or was a coach. He, mm-hmm. he actually is this guy who was a teacher, English teacher in, uh, high school and wanted to make a few extra bucks by learning how to coach. So he like read books on how to coach soccer because his high school in like whatever the seventies it was wanted to start their soccer team. Uh, so he, and this other guy, Mr. Smith, Mr. Dave Smith. Good man. Um, yeah. Good man. Dave Smith. He, they 
read books on, you know, soccer for dummies or whatever. And they coached a soccer team. So that was kind of where my upbringing came because I would always go watch the team play as a little kid. And then my brother played and all that stuff. So I credit soccer to my dad, but speaking of dads who coach yep. and soccer, I, I have a little story that I, I like, I don't really share too often and you, you didn't really know. Um, but since we're not playing this as like, oh, this is our first time talking, right. we're talking about this the first time and I want to share this again. Let's do it. It's, it's funny when, when we were like 13, 14 years old on this team that I was talking about the Medford speed, uh, we were ranked, you know, in the nation say top 25 at the time we had someone who wanted to be part of our team. And this player's name was Michael Bradley. And we took him on as a guest player, as sometimes you did, like for tournaments, you could take on a few extra players to fill out your roster if you needed them because you play a lot of games in a short amount of time. So it makes sense. So we took on Michael Bradley for a couple games during, I think it was a Thanksgiving tournament in like West Deptford, New Jersey. I remember very clearly his large looming father, Bob Bradley, who at the time, if I'm not mistaken, I would have to double check this. I think he was coaching the Metro Stars. Anyway, I'll have to double check that, but he was coaching an MLS team at the time. Okay. And it was pretty intense because he's sitting there at the, the midfield line with his little coaching chair, you know, leg crossed, you know, watching, watching us play and his son gets in the game and, you know, Michael wasn't a bad player as a 13, 14 year old. Um, But just to understand, like we were a very good team who had, we had like all the positions filled. Right. So to take him on, you know, he might not have seen as much playing time as he probably could have deserved. Right. Um, But essentially our coach was just like, "Mm, mm, no, we're good. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for bringing him by. But you know, right. No, thanks. Thanks. No, thanks. Uh, And now I I don't know if this is quite true, but very soon after that, I I know very soon after that, he started going to school in Germany and it was essentially like he was shipped off to a soccer school. Yeah. And I, I always like, when I think about this, I think like, wow, like what if, what if he, he did get taken onto our team? Would, would he have been complacent and not have been that shining light for the U S men's national team for all these years? Um, You know, I, Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe still would have, maybe he would have still ended up going to Germany, but you don't know. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just pretty interesting to think. And um, you know, not only that, but someone like Charlie Davies uh, who had a a stint. Uh, I actually, I, and I, this is kind of, I'm not bragging when I say this because I was on the bench of this team because when, when I was 18, I played for a, a different team right before college to kind of get a little more notoriety or visibility for some colleges. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite work because I rode the bench. The team was like way too good, but they recruited. It was a team from Pennsylvania from just outside of Philadelphia. And they recruited from essentially the whole like Northeast region. So they had me coming up from Cape May, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and they had Charlie Davies who was from like Massachusetts. Yeah. And he like at the time before that, I knew him as the guy from the, the Boston golden Eagles team or whatever his team was from Boston right. that we would play against and he would whoop our butt for one season, I got to play or practice with Charlie Davies in the regional tournament for, mm-hmm. for the U S we, we yeah. lost the finals, but it was just, it was such a, such a wild ride. Like some of the players that I've gotten to play with and, yeah. um, and to see where they've gone. Uh, yeah. it, it's pretty cool. It's really neat. As a fan of someone who's followed soccer 
since really like the FIFA video games came out. And I know my cousins who have been on the show, they follow really basically all sports religiously, but with, with in particular um, the two cousins that have been on the show, they really are big into like the whole national team and, and talk about it all the time. And I know like Michael Bradley for, those couple world cups, he like post Wayne Donovan, he was the glue and, and, and Charlie Davies, I know who's, who's national team career and really soccer career as a whole did not go as far as nasty injury. Yeah. And was, and was cut short during the time that he did play. He was great. Oh, dominant. He was a force. And it's crazy that you really had the opportunity to play with those, with those people. Like, um, I know that there is probably the athlete that I would have known growing up that was the best sport, best at that particular sport that they played would have been my friend Christian, who is the person I was talking about, whose birthday is the day before me, but he's the year younger. Oh, wow. He went to Ohio, like he went to a, a school called Pacific, and then he transferred to Ohio State because. Pacific, that program was was shut off, like uh, uh, Title IX stuff, like it was gone. But then mm-hmm. he went to Ohio State, and not only did he win a national championship, he played and he never came out when the year they won. So like by by that time, like those big games would have been kind of like on ESPN, like you throughout the year. But mm-hmm. then like that those tournaments are on ESPN or ESPN three or something to watch. So like all of those those games I got to watch, and literally if I saw him, we could talk for hours. So which is, which is cool, but you'd take that to a like other level. And that's amazing. Well, because, well here's uh, not, not to, not to one up you. I, and yeah. this is, I don't, I don't think this no, is a one no, up no, no. because no, this is just, you know, a person from my high school. I think I was a senior when this, this man or at the time a boy was a freshman, maybe um, I was, I probably knew his brother better than I knew him, but my dad coached him in track. Okay. And this person has a world series ring. No. And his name is Matt Caesar. He played for the Chicago Cubs. Okay. He, he pinch hit and had a grand slam. You might recall. Oh yes, um, yes, 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 yes. He he lent his bat to um, I forget one of the one of the players, but he he was just that guy in the locker room when during their stretch when they won the World Series, he wasn't he wasn't getting the minutes. He wasn't playing. Yeah. But he was like the guy in the locker room that like was lending his bat. I think. I literally, I think there was a story that like one of the players forgot his underwear or like his long, his long johns or something. And yeah. Matt let him borrow his long johns. And then the guy had like an amazing game and like he kept letting him borrow his long johns the rest yeah. of the, the playoff. Like just stuff like that, whatever helped the team go, this guy was doing. Uh, and Matt Caesar, he went to my high school. Um, he played football for lower K May regional. And I think when he, when he was going though, they were, they were pretty good. If I do recall when I left college or when I left high school to go to college, mm-hmm. that, that high school football team started to get some players in that could play. And he was one of them. He went to Villanova, as you probably might recall two sport yeah. guy playing playing baseball and football, but yeah, that's another, another one that Jeez. I'm, I'm more proud of my dad for having coached him in track because obviously much more of an impact, like probably had a little bit to do with his, how he like trained, helped him yeah. learn drills or something, you know, I don't know. I'd like to tell right. myself. Definitely more <laughs> one-on-one, especially with yeah. that. Yeah. Which is, which is great. No, that's great. So cool. So yeah, really that's neat. Awesome. No, I, I think that with really 
sports in general, like there's so many like things where I know baseball kind of here in Orlando, people who play travel ball and friends of friends and baseball is kind of like a, a sport where like that draft, like there's so many rounds and so many people get drafted, but like the top of the top, the best, the best, they're, they're the people that make it through single A, double A, triple A and, and, and they play it in, in the show. And um, th- that's just something that I know that will continue to happen. And, and baseball is popular, obviously, but, um, yeah, baseball. So I mean, that's got to be one of the toughest sports to actually make it to the cream of the crop. I think. I mean, I mean, yeah. Every sport has its difficulties. Football, yeah. you're taking a beating every day. So, like, how the hell do you last so much? Like, if I played football, I would have been broken. You know, I I make fun of people because they didn't win a game in my college. But if I would have played, I would have been broken. Like, I I can't I can't take a hit like that every every yeah. day every play so right. uh props props to football players right. uh, no no disrespect it's just not for me <laughs> it's it's also the reason why I, you know i i stuck to and sure i mean i don't like talking about it, but bringing ping pong back into it but then yeah. volleyball i had my own little area i did my own thing and, and we had the right. net in between so it's good no <laughs> everything's no safe. It, everything's good everything's great everything's everything's gonna be totally fine <laughs> great what i will say and what i want to do talk about kind of like before we round it out and talk for a little bit here is like I said earlier, kind of in the introduction to like the soccer yeah. session, and that is MLS. So this, like I said, will drop Monday, April 12th, that next week in the 17th and 18th is, is opening weekend for MLS. So mm-hmm. Orlando city, uh, which I believe this is now the, I think the fourth opener maybe in their, in their stadium. Um, I, I know that uh, we do play Atlanta. Atlanta did not start when we started in the MLS. Our rival, I would describe as our rival, was NYCFC. But now it's really kind of gotten to Atlanta and, and Miami. I know that you and Henry, when you guys go to those games at FCC, the Columbus crew, have had success in the past. But the good thing about you right now is when you go to your game, it's going to be at the new stadium. Oh, yeah. We are very excited about that. Hank and I are season tickets and um you know with with the pandemic uh last year and not being able to use any of our our tickets for any games literally i think you know we paid 15 dollars for our season tickets this year oh my God. <laughs> like it was it's it's stupid um so uh we're very excited our seats are killer uh like right if you're facing you're looking at the field we're right to the right of one of the nets right behind the net. So that's going to be great. Uh, I can, when I take my dog for a walk up this hill here, I can see down into the Valley of Cincinnati and I can, I can get a glimpse of the stadium every day I walk. So it's, it's cool. It's there calling our name. Um, I think it's May 16th is the first home match. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, fingers crossed that they're allowing enough capacity in that, uh, Hank and I get the call and we can go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, it's, it's a spectacular stadium and, and even Columbus, Columbus too is actually getting a new stadium and it looks much like a, I don't know, something from star Wars, almost like a, a death star stadium kind of, but our, ours is very much friendly and lights up the world. What I do think about it, cause the West end stadium that you're talking about for FCC, yeah. it's beautiful. And it's really like all of these, these facilities, regardless of the sport, I know, like, if you look at those NFL stadiums, like, could, was there ever going to be a stadium as, as insane as like the Cowboys stadium and the Cowboys stadium is, yeah. a, is a world of its own, but I know the LA has got a new stadium and I know that the, the Falcons where Atlanta United would play Mercedes Benz, like 
that venue I hear is incredible, but we have some similarities between FCC and, and ML and uh, Orlando city because the teams that we're fans of for our, where we live, yeah. Orlando city, their, their stadium is called Exploria stadium, Orlando city stadium before that. And we both had to go through the same thing where we played in other teams stadiums before we had our own. But now that we have our own, there's really not a bad seat in the house at Orlando city. It's that that stadium is, is definitely similar to, maybe some of the uh, the stadiums that would be across the pond. But I, I do know that every photo that I've, that I've either you have sent me in the group or Henry has showed it's, it's definitely a venue that I can't wait to go check a game out at. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, let's, let's kind of, I want to, I, I want to kind of bring it, bring it down a bit because I think there's a little bit more going on with MLS and like where, where stadiums are placed these days. And I just want to take a moment to kind of, acknowledge it because it's, yep. it's not, it's not great. It's not right. friendly. Uh, it's not inclusive. And, uh, you know, I know you mentioned last time too, that even Orlando saw this, but where they kind of the MLS, where they kind of force cities to have their stadiums now, you know, they, they use this language, oh, they needs to be in the urban core. And I hope they've changed that since then, because that, that might've been dated on my part saying that they still use that, but that was the language when they were building this, this new stadium, it needs to be right. in the urban core. And essentially what that means is they're, they're looking to displace people. And right. that's what they, they've done this in West End. They've displaced a whole lot of people. Um, it's, it's not really been a, a good look on the organization. I am very much a supporter of the soccer team, the players on the pitch, you know, some of the other management in that front office. I don't really know. I'm, I'm the, the question is, or the verdict is still out on, on some of them. So, um, but yeah, I am a very big supporter of the players and the team that, that takes the pitch, you know, I want to see good football, but yeah, the way that the MLS kind of, uh, pigeonholds organizations, I I'll, I'll say, you know, in, in forcing their hand to, to do it a certain way is kind of, kind of gross. Now, and it's, there's really no other way to, I, I agree with you now. And I, I agree with you when we talked last Friday, it's very close to being the same thing that happened with Orlando. I know that uh, where the magic play at Amway is a stoplight or two stoplights away, which is like four blocks away and like, like 110% walking distance from the Maddox arena to Exploria stadium where Orlando city plays and everything that you're talking about, the displacement, it's true. It happened there. I do know that from what we've talked about Cincinnati Orlando's was not as bad, but I do know that I was worried it was going to get worse, but the magic decided there's a next to the arena. Uh, they're adding on some other things and building like this magic zone. And what, mm -hmm. instead of taking the place of, it could have been like apartments or community centers or something. It was the old police station. So uh -huh. I, I know that that's kind of, you know, I guess yeah. a positive, but yeah. you know, it, it's something that very much, if you look at, uh, like if you think of all the arenas or the stadiums or the sporting events that you went to and all the places growing up and then being an adult to compre comprehend what things cost and, and how to get from point A to point B and you look at where they place these things, yeah. it's a bigger problem that um, yeah. I, I hope people realize it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. But, um, but yeah, you know, with, with that said, I'm still a big supporter of the team. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I hope I, I just can only hope that, you know, the the league and the organization 
gets their act together. Right. Um, you know, I, I there's this pipe dream of relegation and promotion, but you know, I, I'm afraid to say that capitalism will never allow that to happen because you know the the manager, the uh, the, the owners of these big clubs are never going to accept a a relegation. Like that's never that's not in the American dictionary. So. I don't know, but that's, that is, I think what makes the sport great in other countries. So we'll see what happens. And speaking of other countries, I know we kind of hit on the United States a bit, but like, we're not going to the Olympics for at least for the men, the men aren't going to Olympics. That's that's, that's not there. Right. Um, But at least we have a great women's organization, right? Right. Like that's one thing that I, I I think I didn't really mention last time we talked. So I'm glad I get a Mm -hmm. redo at this, you know, we can, well, go ahead. And no, and well, I was gonna say we were together at Rhinehouse with Henry, yes, Aaron, uh, Kelly, and the gang. I got a turtle from Gomez. Shout out to Gomez, one of wow. our favorite go-to spots in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. For I think it was at the semifinals. It wasn't the final. It no. was. It was definitely an elimination knockout stage game. Yeah. And the the consistency year in and year out is there. The Olympics. It didn't. It, it did not happen for us but all eyes i'll believe it when i see it if we qualify for the world cup but no yeah. no go ahead because the the track record for the girls over the yeah. past decade or so it's it's night and day but it's and and not only that but now you're starting to get these i mean you know maybe it, it was always kind of happening but their voices were being muted i just feel like the voices of the women now are getting heard or like at least i'm hearing them more and and i i appreciate everything that they're doing people like Kristen press um you know megan rapino like you know all those big names they they do really good stuff on the field but they're also doing things to to raise right women right to to raise women up in in a time that's like really shitty for for women and for people of color so right no i it's so true and and i know that really the the image that Megan Rapino and, and really kind of before that, like Abby Wambach did it. And then when we were yeah. growing up, like Franny Chastain, Mia Hamm, yeah. Julie Fadiman, she's, she's icons, 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 icons. icons. They're icons. icons. They are iconic. And yes. it's, it's something that the success for, for us growing up uh, and watching the success of, of the women in, in, if it's, if it's Olympics or world cup. Yeah, thank God. Right. <laughs> right. Like, we expect them to go and and soccer in the u.s is still i know soccer is one of the if not i think it might still be like the the biggest sport globally but in regards to soccer in the united states it all leads back to the, the whole bigger thing is find me one person on this world that is not here because of a woman okay no it's right. no one right yeah and then you also Amen. you also bring into the fact that the the success and the popularity of, of the sport of soccer in the u.s especially for the kids of the youth today, it, it is, yeah. it is tied to the success of, of the women. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, if, if all I had to look at as a youngster playing soccer was just the men's team, God, I mean, that that's rough. I mean, yeah, we had, we had, we scored. I mean, I remember when it was such a big deal when we like scored a goal on Brazil mm-hmm. in a, in a friendly match, oh, yeah. like, it was a friendly match. And right. it was like, John Hark scored because he had the predator shoe. Like it was the first predator shoe that came out. Like, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's crazy. 
And I want to really, we went from like me growing up, like Kobe Jones being the biggest guy and then go, and then kind of going into like Landon Donovan was big. And then Clint Dempsey was big, Michael Bradley, Josie. um, And then there's other people that I'm missing, but like Tim Howard, Casey Keller, uh, I mean, I'm like Boca Negro, Torundolo, like all of those guys. And then yeah. we, we get into this new wave of people and Polisic is someone who not only has just been on uh, a team that is not in the MLS, but he plays mm-hmm. legitimate minutes of one of the most yeah. successful, at least for my lifetime, EPL teams in Chelsea after playing in Germany. So there's a lot of guys that the, the future is bright for the youth of, of United States soccer. And I hope it starts with qualifying for the World Cup in 2022. And that becomes a trend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all in how you use what you got. Right. I mean, the, the U23 team is not going to the Olympics because we, we didn't beat uh, Honduras when we needed to win. Right. Right. We needed to win. We, we didn't win. And, you know, I, I don't know, do we chalk that up to just like not taking it seriously you know, did, did we, did we put together a team that didn't have enough experience to go down to Mexico and play? I mean, I don't know. I don't really know all those players all that well. I don't really get into the analysis of that, but when I read things, it sounds like that's the case and we're not gonna go anywhere if we don't take every game seriously. I mean, a team like Honduras is, is hungry. They're good. You know, they, they put their best team on the field every time and we need to do the same and we need our management you know, to, to take every game serious or else right. we're going to get left out of these big tournaments. Right. And, and it also kind of shows to that they're not afraid to, there's been some turnover at the head coach position. And I know things didn't end well with Klinsman arena didn't have that long of his, his second stint. But then I also know that the guy, cause the, the guy, the, the coach now he was with previously yeah, Columbus Blue, right? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I kind of, I always felt like Klinsman got, got a short, short end of the stick. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt like, I mean, that happens a lot with managers. You, you like, sometimes you're walking on eggshells and you, you mess up and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, I feel like he, I really liked the way he handled the team. And I think there's also something to do with like, you, you need a person who knows how to handle the generation of players that, that they're coaching. Right. right? So right now I, you know, I've never been coached by Greg Bearhalter, but you know, I, I think he knows, I think he's got a good pulse on the type of player that's out there in this yep. generation. So I have some hope for him and for the United States national team that he will, he will do his best to coach us into the world cup. He'll give us a chance. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that there's, there's been that that's sort of been missing. Like you said, mm-hmm. Bruce arena to bring somebody back who he had his success for I, what with the Tony Miola generation, like right. back in the day, like, like, like that, that's o- long ago, yeah. right? O- Those two, players, o- six. Yeah. The mind, the mindsets of players in the nineties versus players today is night and day. it's too, right. di- it's different, right? Like in the nineties, right. you can, you can get away with, you know, pumping up a player by calling them names and saying, you're, you're a wuss, right? Like get out right. there and do better. Right. You know, maybe that works on some players today, but most of these players, like, you know, that that's why, and I know I'm sorry, sort of skipping over sure. in, in the EPL for Tottenham Hotspurs, you have a guy like Mourinho, who's the special one, right. but I really think that he's lost his touch on speaking to this generation's soccer players. Mm-hmm. You got a player like Deli Alley on the bench. 
like right. not seeing any minutes. Right. And this, and I'm not saying Deli Ali is like the savior. I mean, they got a really good team, but I don't think Deli Ali should be on the bench. He he shouldn't be a reserve squad player. Mm-hmm. And I really, I honestly chalk that up to Mourinho's inability to handle that type of personality these days. Yeah. And and that's just what it comes down to. Right. For for and especially with him, where growing up, he's coached so many prolific, prolific, clubs. yeah. Oh, like and and prolific. You can't tell him shit. No, <laughs> nope, nope. In, the, in episode zero of Live on Set, where it was literally just me, I communicated that this show would have it would be about the guests, and that we'd have those hot opinions and those hot takes and everything that we've said the past like five or ten minutes. I think it's the episode episode 25 which is what we're we're, we're living it now right on set. um it's had so many of those things and they're truth bombs like Mourinho, chelsea he did um wh- where did he go in spain was it was it real for a little bit did he go yeah, i think he, he was he was coaching yeah. Real. and then he's multiple i mean a couple other uh EPL united teams. for a while united for a while right and then it, it, it's crazy and and I know that he had the, the ego with him is is large, and it'll be interesting really to see if the to relate it back to the U.S. But the people who are that Pulisic age, who are the rising stars for their countries, if they will be able to grow the game of soccer, yeah. if it really embrace that and yeah. grow the game of soccer where they're from. Because Brazil and Spain and, and England, the, the history there is is nothing like the history that comes to the U.S. And I yep. just hope that the – I know that there's got to be internal pressure and then external pressure from us, the fan base, the people that love talking about sports in general. But as I know, we're talking soccer. So about yeah. qualifying for the World Cup, playing next summer, building off what we can, keeping that core, and then really going after it in 2026 because it will be in the U.S., the the and we talked about this last Friday too, where if you qualify for the World Cup, really any any country, make it out of your make it out of your group. Yep. Make it out of your group. Anything can happen once you make it out of your group. Just Anything make it happen. Out. Right. Yep. And and hopefully with the US, we don't face uh our kryptonite in Ghana or Belgium <laughs> does us dirty because uh Lukaku and Venteke uh will make um it it, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier of the the kids who play on teams whether they're for the snacks or the kids that play yeah. because they're going to play today yeah. and they're going to go play with their travel ball in about two hours after yeah. the game so so I, I got a quick i got a quick hot take because sure. something you something you mentioned just a second ago yeah. um struck me sure. and it was about how how we have these american players playing you know within in big spotlights right we got a lot of players in germany um and and it's really awesome i believe Fox and ESPN play a lot of those German games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ESPN plays a lot of Italian games. Um, and, you know, we got McKinney on um, Juventus, right? So, so that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, so there are a lot of U S players out there getting awesome experience with some amazing talent. So I'm hoping that, that, that does kind of help Americans buy into the game, the sport yeah. more. Yeah. The only thing that I want to kind of give you a little hot take on is how NBC is handling their their um, accessibility of of EPL matches. Mm-hmm. So 
they do a pretty good job of airing a lot of them on NBC sports, but right. this, this peacock thing, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, this is where they kind of, this is what grinds my gears, right? They, they make you pay a subscription, which, you know, $4, say what you will, like some people can uh, afford that. I'm pretty sure. But like, mm-hmm. just the fact that you're putting that wall up, up that paywall makes it less accessible, accessible for some people. Mm-hmm. And that to me is where you know, you damage the sport, this, the relationship that Americans have with the sport, because now it, it's one more thing that they have to do in order right. to, to see, you know, a, a model American play a, a European, you know, sport. Right. So I don't know that that's just a quick hot take. With that said, I'm probably going to have to subscribe to Peacock because yeah. I lost my YouTube, uh, um, partner who was, who was paying for YouTube TV. So, um, so yeah, so I'm kind of, kind of mad about it, but I wanted to get it out. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's definitely something where, and I'll throw another hot take on there too. I know it's, it's, it's a similarity, but it's not the same thing. COVID affected everyone different ways. So, and it's very serious and I don't want this to be like uh, demeaning to anyone that has gone through with it, lost someone, because I know people, friends of friends who have lost family, but yeah. I'm getting at is in relation to the streaming service versus watching something. My worst nightmare is not being able to go see a movie in a theater. Oh, and, and I can tell you right now that COVID hit the fast forward button on that. I talked about it with Henry. Um, yeah. when we talked about Ted Lasso and WandaVision and, and I mean, stuff that we talk about every day, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is these streaming services it's giving people a lot of options to, to watch things, but not everyone is going to have the ability and the access to do it. And mm-hmm. I know that these movies that are striking these big deals, like there's going to be two more knives out movies with Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig are, are attached to it. It was like a $400 million deal for Netflix. I didn't know that. That's exciting. There you go. You're and exciting. There you go. And, and it's, it's crazy because that is something that's going to be on a streaming service rather than seeing it in the theater. And I know that, before 2030, there might not be movie theaters, and it could be sooner than that. Wow! And I that will be the worst. Um, Straight to streaming. It'll be just, just pay 20 bucks. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> love, unrelated, unrelated. Love is dead, but it's fine. It's fine. But no, I know that Regal's opening up, so I hope to go see. Um, I know like Godzilla and Kong came out, so I like just to kind of incorporate movies in there. If I had to describe how I was feeling. And this might be the title of the episode to bring soccer back into it, but yeah. I will go kicking and screaming really okay. to incorporate okay. soccer into everything and do it yeah. because no, I love um, it. movies are my escape from reality, movie theaters rather. And um, yeah. I hope that that'll, in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to go. So, yeah. um, but no, I love this, AJ. This is a great conversation. I know that um, honestly, thinking back to it now, we might have had like 50 or 60% of what we talked about Friday. And then we added new stuff to it that I thought was only going to be 21 pilots. And then we would have gone through the motions. And it, it again, was not what I expected. And I loved it. So before I take it away, what, what are you looking forward to? What do you got going on? Uh, talk to the world, talk to the followers of live on set. And then on close. Oh man, this is, this is why I love second chances. Cause I really butchered my, my first attempt at, you know, what I have going on. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm really looking forward to now that we talked about it, the 21 Pilots album that's going to drop. That's going to be exciting. Also, something that dropped this week was the trailer for Loki. So excited. I know I did mention the first time I'm very interested in anything that Disney's putting out with Marvel. That universe just takes me away. 
to, to your point, movies take you, take you to another world. Like those, that series is just really wrapped me up. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's just, uh, MLS is coming to town, you know, hopefully that, that, um, allows us to get outdoors and, and see some, some sporting events again, but yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to, um, people getting vaccinated. So life getting closer back to normal here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to Austin. I love it. No, I, I'm with you there hundred percent. I'm looking forward to 21 pilots. Uh, we got about six weeks for that new album coming. We'll get some other singles on the way. Um, if I had to have an early, uh, I don't know, birthday or Christmas present, whatever, uh, 21 pilots, maybe get some love on SNL, but if not, uh, it is what it is. Um, but of course I get, I get around to the vaccine uh, at the end of the month. So I'm looking forward to hopefully, I know we talked earlier post episode on zoom FCC Orlando city is in August. So maybe that might be my next time I come back up to Cincinnati, fly Allegiant, maybe have another, oh, yeah. death, maybe have another death con story to, to tell yeah. along the way. Try but, to keep it under, under six was probably safe. Well, you would hope, especially yeah. if you're flying and people are already, I mean, will the masks help, I guess, I don't know, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I mean, once it gets under that mask, it's trapped. It's over. Yeah. Take the mask yeah. off and all we got, we got a problem. But yeah. no, no, everything is good. Everything is great. Thank you so much for joining me on set. Thank you again to AJ. Thank you again to everyone who's listened so far. This is a wrap on the 25th episode of Woo! Live On Set. Live On Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Thank you again to AJ. We will see you next week for another episode of Live On Set. As always, much love. Have a great week, guys. Yeah, next time you better uh, get the bleep button ready, buddy. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, AJ. See you guys next week.